Thanks for sharing, everyone. It's actually, I think there's a, there was a lot of memories running through my mind. Uh, it just makes it so great. So reflection is one of the least, how can I say, exercises we do, if we call it, can call it exercises in our lives. And actually how great old memories can become an encouragement for us to move forward in our own lives, Story, sharing stories. And that's one of the reasons why we started Third Place and calling it Stories Place, sharing stories and becoming a new story. Uh, before we start, just some admin. We're on version for those who don't know. So if you have version on your, on your Bible and uh, you uh, have the Afrikaans version like me, uh, for some reason. Uh, then you go to Geleentede. Uh I'm not sure what you call it in English, what they call it in English, but and events. Okay. And then you'll actually see that there's live events all around us, and that you'll see third places event is also loaded on, so you're more than welcome to go to the event. It will be live, and it will have some pictures on, and the text and everything for tonight. So you're more than welcome to go there if you have it or download it later. It's actually cool. I, I just like going on it every Sunday where I am. You just open it up and you say events and then you actually see how many people are using it, churches and whatsoever, and actually knowing that there's congregations and communities gathering together talking about the word, which is quite encouraging. Uh, we're in ordinary time, so we follow the liturgical here. An ordinary time is all about not only talking about Jesus and uh, thinking about uh, uh, new ways of uh, the Bible and discovering new stuff. It's actually taking the knowledge that we have and making it, focusing more to make it more practical. Uh, one thing that always encouraged me from, from a young, younger age, uh, as a pastor once said in a, uh, a congregation, that he said, if you have a... Uh, Belatedness class, you know, if you went to Sornoff school uh, from whenever to, let's say, Standard 9, you most probably have more knowledge and um, Bladen than a, any given pastor in Africa. So, and it's actually uh, crazy how we have become a, a people, a nation of knowledge, and so little that we do with it. We just like to consume the knowledge and say, yes, I found this interesting thing. This is awesome. Let's share it. Let's do it. And then, yeah, 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 it's very cool. It's very awesome. It's the new thing. And then nobody does it. And we just wait for the next TEDx or TED Talk. You know, we're just waiting for that one person to entertain us with new knowledge. And then we go on. Uh, and where we actually in ordinary time try to focus on the little we know about Christ about the story of Jesus, about the whole, whole book of the Bible. We actually try and make that part of our lives, living it out. So that's what ordinary time is all about. Uh, and before we start, I thought it would be great if we can pray for Wednesday. Uh, just pray for the elections, pray that people will be safe, that the process will be just, and that it will also be a lack of holiday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, go stand early in the queue and then afterwards chill for the rest of the day. So, I think just for a moment there, if we can turn 2 2 together 
we pray and then I'll pray and then we'll start. So, uh, one, two, three, let's go. We can ask you anything. And that your heart is open to listen. I pray, Lord, that you will be with this country as we go through some elections on Wednesday for our municipalities. And I just come and pray that you will make the hearts of South Africans calm, generous, kind, and loving. I pray that you will teach us tonight how to be more open and more practical with that which we know you have taught us and that we have been taught by others. Amen. Cool guys, so uh, we're going we're gonna to start off with the question, how are you living your life? Now, it's not saying that I'm an engineer or I am a student or a workaholic. It's not like a confession or something like that. But it's actually the, the meaningful way that you are driven. In every situation, every, uh, how can I say, uh, part of your life, this is quite a deep question. So you've got to ask yourself. It's going to be a constant reflection of yourself. Who are you? It's more like that when you are, uh, you know, standard, uh, much smaller, and somebody will tell you, no, uh, you, you, he can be like this now, but when he's behind closed doors, who is he really? You know, that type of question. When you are alone in your room and you close it, and let's be honest, there's, let's, let's picture it. It's a white room, the door's closed, and there's nothing in it. Just you sitting in it. What will be the reflection of your life? If for a moment in that room there could be a picture, uh, somebody, let's say, we'll ask somebody, uh, do you know this person? Yes, give me a picture that I want to show them in that room and if they can identify with it. Just so for a moment as we are reading the text, this is a question you need to have in your heart, in your mind. Like, uh, how can I say, you are reflecting on your own life and as you are hearing the text, you are asking yourself, is this who I am? So we're reading in Galatians 3 from verse 1 to 11. Paul is writing to them to keep them on the right track to help them. And he's probably writing this from prison. And uh, so we have to a little bit take the context uh, as well. Because maybe that white room will be your prison. And you will have to write your story to other people. So you're more than welcome just to listen as I read and reflect. Since then you have been raised of Christ, set your hearts on things above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. For you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. 
When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to earthly natures, sexual immortality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. You used to walk in these ways in the life you once lived, but now you must also rid yourself of all such things as these, anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to each other since you have taken up your old self with, this, with its practice and have put on the new self which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. Here there is no Gentile or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free, but Christ is all and is in all. Reflect on those words and then ask yourself, is this who I am? Are you that person Paul is talking about? How are you justifying your life? In a way, in that wide room or space, you are going to have to say, the things I do, I do for a reason. Or the things I do is because of my situation. Now, an interesting thing happened to me two weeks ago. I was in a car accident. Well, at least the guy clapped me from behind. Yeah, in Duxbury. And um, it actually turned into be a very interesting day when I went to, so I just turned around after the conversation and getting the details and went to Brooklyn Police Station to, you know, just get the stuff ready for insurance. And I had the most interesting conversation with a police officer. First, we did the report of what happened and how it happened and why it happened and what are you doing? I said, no, I'm a pastor. Well, okay, so, so why, why, why did you think this happened? I said, no, for no reason. It's just that um, probably just lose his concentration there for a moment and, you know, he bumped into me. It just just happened, you know, it's just part of life. Sometimes you lose focus and you, you, you maybe push somebody that's not willing to push. And it, he stopped for a moment, he said, you're a pastor, and he said, it didn't happen for a reason. So doesn't everything happen for a reason? I told him, no, it doesn't. And, and, and we, we, spoke to, we spoke about this two weeks or three weeks ago when I talked about uh, the reason thing. And, and he went to me, but, and he, he actually asked me, so you tell me when I go read the Bible from the beginning to the end, I will not find a verse or a scripture or whatsoever, a story that tells me everything happens for a reason. I said, no, because I also haven't found it yet. And then he tells me, but what about, uh, you know, people that... Uh, you know, get hope or, or um, saved by situations or something happens to them and they have a good testimony. And I said to him, 
Well, what are you talking about? He said, no, you know, you get women's league, you know, and then you get a victim and she testifies of how this has changed her life. And I said to her, I said to him, okay, just stop for a moment. So let's say that rape victim is sitting in front of you. And you as an officer or a Christian, a believer, is going to tell her, don't worry, love. It all happened for a reason. I would like to know what the reason is. And he was stunned for a moment there and actually realized, it didn't maybe happen for a reason. And I told him, she's not testifying about how her life changed because she was lucky enough for this reason in her life. She found maybe forgiveness, accepted the reality of her past, found a way to recover, and that recovery has become a testimony, not the reason. The only reason it happens is because there was a chap who was probably distorted or something and did something completely wrong. And if he regrets it or not, that's not part of the story, but he was the reason, maybe. And our conversation continued on, and he said, no, he's coming to the church. I'll sit you all, you're more than welcome to. And as any, any conversation will go, it turns into a political one. So are you going to vote? I said, yes, I am going to vote. And, uh, but I told him, I don't think it really helps to vote. And he told me, but why do you say that? I say, you know, we have a lot of leaders in this country which are Great, or well market, or well bemarket as well. That's marketing. Marketing, well, they're all marketing, well, their marketing campaign is great. That sounds better. So they look maybe bigger or better. Some of them say silly things like they will never allow a tornado to eat the Misa again if they are the ruling party. And some of them say they will create more jobs. Some of them say your ancestors will be mad if you make the wrong cross. A big manipulation of actually what's happening. So the reason why we are voting is we are actually just trying to vote for the person that we think can do the best job, or at least sounds the best. We are just going to maybe up his pay grade or something like that. And this police officer is sitting in front of me and he's like, what? What do you mean? I said, I do vote. But I don't think it will be the leader that brings the change. It will be the voters. I said to him, no leader can change a country on his own. He can maybe enforce something, but we will always be more than him. I said, I do believe in what they say in their values, and some of them are great, but if I'm not the one helping in those values, what am I doing? And I said, the whole problem is, is that our votes have become part of our lifestyles, a consumable one. But I have voted for you, so you must give me something in return. And this comes back to the reality. How are we living our lives? 
are we the ones saying that I'm voting for a better South Africa or are we the ones creating it? Because leaders will come and they will go. Better promises will come and better promises will go. They will continue to fail us. Well, in some ways they will succeed. But the question once again is how do we react towards that reality? A government will not have to imply laws of you will go to jail if you rape. If nobody rapes, right? Or steal. Or kill. So the reality is that we have to start living a different life. So, and what's funny for me about this scripture is, well, it, it starts with the hectic things, you know, adultery, uh, immortality, you know, greed. And then it goes on to a simple lie. Maybe a little bit of jealousy is maybe just as destructive as the greed and the impurity. We, we, we sometimes forget that we cannot just live like we want. We are in a world that tells us that. We are in a world that we had this question like, what does freedom mean? It means I can say whatever I want. I can do whatever I want. And then we ask ourselves the questions, but isn't freedom maybe the reality of we can ask, what do you want? What can I help you with? Or how can I help you with? It has become such an individual world that we, we have forgotten to live for one another, even though we say we do. But the question is, once again, how are we living our lives? Are we the ones that say that we are not living for worldly things anymore? But we are living for Christ. And it's easy to read those things because we were maybe taught that just say the following prayer after me and you will be saved. And what has come from that? A bunch of saved people, yes, but a lot of empty lives. Because there was nobody helping us, or at least me, of what do I do now? Because I still lie. <laughs> I still have greed in my heart. I still am someone that creates pain. I'm not perfect. I'm not getting it right to leave all the worldly things to live a kingdom lifestyle or whatsoever. And then I realize that the prayer was only the start, not the end. We, we think or we accept a prayer or maybe a camp or whatsoever, and that was the end. 
But uh, we get we have this ban in, in the well there is this ban in the US, not we. Uh, called editors, and their previous uh, album's cover name was "The End as I Start," which is much more relevant in this, where Paul is writing to Colossians, telling him that you have died in this world and that you are living now in Christ. Christ is in you, and He is in all. crazy reality of actually saying that maybe the theology is forming here is saying that when you are cursing someone that loves Jesus you can make the assumption maybe in your own mind what are you doing So at the end of the police officer, to end that story, when we walked away, well, when I walked away, he sat and waited for the next accident to be reported. It, it actually ended in a very, how can I say, great way. Because he changed my mind and I changed these to not judge but to maybe accept that we are not there to create or think of a reason. We are there to support, to love, and to be with. So uh, I want us to do a metaphor, a, a practical metaphor tonight. So there's candles on the, on the tables, which are, if, they, if it's not uh, on yet, just... Sticky cash on, I believe. That helped, Nanny, eh? Okay, so there's a lot of people here and, and, and there's a lot of things that we can say. But if you were closest to a candle, you are representing like, let's say, five people around you. Something like that. Uh, uh, okay, Tian, will you um, just turn off the lights? Okay. So there's at least not going to be a beach dog, so that's cool. Jesus said that, that he is the light, right? So for a moment, let's say that you have, let's go with the easy ones, cursed. Who has cursed? Let's blow out one candle. Let's start from the side. Risa, will you blow tennis? Okay. Who here uh, has lied? <laughs> quickly go, the candle goes out quickly. Quickly. <laughs> 
We're not taking photos of the hands going up. Let's go with another easy one. We uh, maybe had rage. Rage. And the candle goes out. Yeah, mate. Well, filthy language, slander is the same thing. <laughs> slander. We are uh, just. Yeah, okay, great. I see a hand that cannot go out. Okay, let's go. Let's let's start with the more difficult ones. Sexual immorality. Hands up. Oh, that's a little bit difficult, eh? But. <laughs> oh, the hands go up. It's getting darker, so uh, <laughs> so you'll be more safe. Candle goes out, boom. It's like, <laughs> okay. Let's go with uh, let's go with lust. Okay, guys, you've got to focus here. Let's go with we had a thought of lust. Lust. Hands up. It's getting darker. Okay, great. We are maybe is living a lifestyle of impurity. We are maybe is experiencing greed. Greed. You can blow out the candle. And let's just go with a last one and then we can blow out all the candles. Let's say maybe uh, who has forsaken Christ. You may blow out the last candles. When we live in a world where we create darkness, how the hell are we going to see, right? So this is where you need to help me. How do we stop anger? One person. Now, you, now we can light a candle. Hey, come on. What's up, Luke?